0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Premier League Prism. It's been two weeks since the last episode aired, and uh, I'd been willing to record a podcast episode for two weeks now, but I was a bit ill, and uh, my throat was not perfect, and so that's why the big break. But you've been pouring it a lot of love to the episodes, a lot of support. I've been looking at the views and the listens and you guys have been giving a lot of love to the podcast so thank you for that if you are listening to this podcast for the first time uh, do like share and subscribe to any of the channel that you're listening to this podcast on do follow me on twitter the handle is premier league prism and uh, if you want to contact me or connect with me in any which ways Do it on Twitter. I'll be happy to reply to you and give you any sort of answers that you're looking for. So, in this episode, we are going to discuss about the game that happened, the Wolves game, and the upcoming game against Aston Villa today. So, let's get straight into it because we've been missing this episode for a long time now. So, the game against Wolves that was a bad one bad one for every United fan Uh, I haven't I guess seen this lethargic a performance entire season especially since Tarl Kragnik came at the helm this was a bad 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 game I mean the midfield was non-existent the players looked like they didn't care at all for the badge for the jersey they didn't care about the league position they were sitting in and uh, it was not a good watch it was a painful watch if you are a United fan so what went wrong in this game what went wrong from the onset was the formation because Ralf Rangnick may have been Deploying this formation in his previous clubs But I don't think United has the players to play this formation the 4-2-2-2 Because if you want to play this formation, you need workhorses and United Does not have a lot of workhorses in this team When you're playing at home and you're playing in a double pivot That straight away is a red sign for me. It's a red flag but then again, when you're playing in a double pivot, you need one, at least one creative midfielder who would link the defense to the attack. But what what was happening in the game against Wolves was that the formation when we were attacking became a 4-2-4. There were four lines of defense, then two sitting midfielders and then four attackers. There was nobody in between. And that is why the Wolves midfield of five men was dominating R2 of, of McTominay and Matic easily. They were playing around them. Moutinho and Nevers were on fire. And uh, that was only because they were given the time and space by our team to play that way. And it was a hard watch. It was a really hard watch. What's, what's wrong with this formation is we are playing with Van Bisaka and Luke Shaw at the back. When that happens, Van Bisaka is not very good going forward. We all know that he is very good when it comes to defensive aspects of the game. But the modern fullback is not about defending. The modern fullback is about attacking and giving his side width on the flanks. Van Bisaka does not do that at all. And... When you play a system like four two two two, your width on either flank has to come from your fullback because your two wingers are essentially inverted forwards. They are neither midfielders nor genuine wingers providing the width. They are inverted forwards. So if you wanna create width on either side of the flank, you need a highly attacking creative back on either side and van bisaka is just not it diego dalo when he was playing he played against crystal palace he was very good he played against arsenal he was good and uh, diego dalo has not played in the past two matches and the and our attacking display has just went downhill i think if you want to play this system you need to play diego dalo at all costs even if you are not playing this system right now I would rather we played Diogo Dolo over Van Bisaka every game because yeah Diogo Dolo is not as good defensively as Van Bisaka is but he offers a lot more going forward and uh, we are playing at home against the Wolves side and we need to attack a lot more than we did and Diogo Dolo for me needs to play above van Bissaka as many games as possible if he is unfit or he is tired and he can't play two games in a row then fine put bring in van Bissaka to rest diego dalo but for me right now diego dalo needs to be a starter in this team on the other side luke shaw is a very good right is a very good left back and i do like luke shaw but he again is not putting in the crosses Van Bisaka can't do anything. But Yuksha is a good quality left back. He can put crosses if he can. But he's just not doing so. He tries to combine with either Sancho or Rashford, whoever is playing on that side. And he wants to come inside and take a shot or do a short pass. But he is not delivering in the crosses. And that is a problem. Because you need your left back, your right back to hold the flank and keep getting crosses into the box because then you have Ronaldo and Cavani who will make good use of those crosses and preferably score 2 or 3 goals. But uh, the crosses just haven't been coming in. There is no width in the field and that is why we just are not able to attack in these games. Another problem that we are facing right now, Manchester United is that we are playing a double pivot even at home we are playing a double pivot and uh, that that's just takes away our attacking element and this is not good because yeah, I can understand when you are playing against a certain Liverpool or Man City or even a Chelsea that you want a little bit of extra protection for your defensive line and you play a Fred and a McTominay together or a Matic and a McTominay together but when you're playing against teams like Wolves, Aston Villa, Newcastle, you need to go with one sitting midfielder and two attacking midfielders. Because otherwise, otherwise you're just not going to create chances. And you're going to end up in a situation that we were against Wolves with a 4-2-4 and their midfield dominated the entire game. And Ronaldo and Cavani cut out a frustrated figure. And Sancho and Greenwood were just not in the game. Though Greenwood was good for the time he played but still he wasn't at the peak of his game because he wasn't getting the balls enough I don't know what has happened to Sancho because in Bundesliga 2 or 3 seasons running he was like giving 20 assists a season and 10 or 15 goals a season right now he looks a pale shadow of himself he's not the player we signed and uh, he needs to up his game and up his game significantly because we are approaching a crunch period of this season and he needs to be at his best form if we want to go anywhere in the Champions League and if we want to compete for the fourth spot in the Premier League because right now Tottenham looks head and shoulders above us in terms of league table because they have played a game less and they have three or four points more than us and uh, that is that is just a big, big, big gap. And to fill that, you need all your players to contribute and all your players to contribute to the maximum of their potential. And uh, Sancho is right now just not doing enough. And then you have Marcus Rashford who comes in for Sancho, but he looks even more out of form. And uh, that's just a disaster if you ask me because... Rashford had been very good last season I thought he would now be- get better and better and better from then but he is again gone back to what he was in the previous to previous season he is just not performing right now and which is a huge cause of concern if you're a Manchester United fan because Marcus Rashford needs to be at his Best if we, again, want to, you know, get out of the game against Atletico Madrid and uh, beat them in the Champions League. Have a decent run of games in the Premier League. So, yeah, Sancho and Rashford needs to up their game big time. What's happening with Ronaldo? Ronaldo is, as we all know, a finisher beyond excellence. He is the best there has ever been when it comes to finishing inside the box but he is not the same Ronaldo that Old Trafford used to see 15 years ago 14 years ago he is not gonna run past players anymore he is not gonna create chances for himself he needs to get the ball inside the box and he's just not getting that right now he looks like a frustrated figure in every game because he is not getting the chances and When he gets one chance or a half chance in the game and he misses it, he just takes it on himself or vents out his frustration on everyone else around the team which doesn't look good. But he has the right to be angry right now because he could have easily gone to Manchester City and these United fans would not have liked that one bit. And he didn't. He didn't go. He... Want, he wants to still win the titles. He wants to be the highest scorer in the Premier League, and he's watching Mo Salah get away with it, and that might be frustrating the hell out of him. He came to United to win titles. He came to United to get United back to the level it once was, and he's finding that uh, the players are just hopeless right now. Players players have given up as if it looks like they've given up and this is what's frustrating him a lot more and we can see that on the pitch. He's not getting the ball, he's not getting the crosses, he's not getting chances to score the goals and he's then venting out his frustration. So, that's that's not a good sign for us. The only good thing going on for us this season is David De Gea's form. He looks like he's back to his prime best and I don't know why it happens whenever De Gea at his best uh, the team doesn't perform because if the team does perform and here is is at his best, we are going to be a hell of a team, but it just doesn't happen. Wolves game was, was a stark reminder that if you are not at your best in Premier League, even the minnows will come and wipe floor with you. And that is what happened with us because every time I read or listen to a stat that this team has not won at Old Trafford for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years i instantly think that this time they want to win and that happens a lot more a lot more nowadays and it's just terrifying because Wolves before this game had not won at Old Trafford for 20 odd years the last win came in 1980 something And they come and they mop the floor with us because we were just not in control of the game. Ralf Rangnick has been, you know, control has been his favorite word since he has joined this club. But there was no control in this game, there was no pressing in this game. Uh, I don't think after the Crystal Palace game, I have seen this team press at all in any game whatsoever. And that is, that is not a good sign if you ask me because it's not like Ralf Rangnick hasn't had the time to train his players to show some form of pressing. Because when there was a Covid break, maybe the training ground was closed but he still would have been talking to his players. He still would have been showing them videos, training them mentally Telling them what positions he wants them to play in, what are the positions he wants his players to take in and out of possession, he must be must be sharing a lot of details with his team. But nothing seems to happen on the pitch. There is no pressing at all, and that is scary because this is the guy we were told who invented gegenpressing. And uh, they, he comes in, and it's been six or seven matches. Gigan pressing, no, no, it's depressing right now what it is. It's because there is no pressing at all. Gegen pressing, no, there is no pressing. There is no pressing from the front. There is no pressing from the back. There is not a hint of pressing in this team right now. And then you're hearing rumors like uh, there has been a mutiny in the dressing room. The players are not happy with the coaching staff. The players are not happy with the caliber of the assistant manager. The players are not happy with the coach and his philosophy. All these things are all red flags and this is a very sad state of affairs for Manchester United because these rumours come out much more frequently now and in the past 4-5 years this has been happening a lot and uh, this is sad because these players need to have a good hard look at themselves. Yeah, this manager is here only for 6 months and he'll go to upstairs upstairs role in six months from now and you might have a Pochettino or a Ten Hag or whoever it might be. But till the time he is in, you are the people who are on the field and you are the one who will get the booze and you are the one who will be talked about in the press and you have your professional pride. Just put your head down, listen to what the manager is saying, implement it on the field and if you still don't get results in four month times, this guy will be out and new one will be in anyways. So, I don't think what the I don't think Raghneek is a problem right now. I think players are a problem. I think players are just not either they are not good enough or they are just they are just too dreamed right now. I don't know what they are thinking. They I think they have lost all confidence. I don't think they have the self-belief to, you know, overcome the hurdles that come in a match. I don't think they are self-introspecting enough. And they need to do all those things. They need to have a good hard look at themselves because these are talented footballers. This is a 1 billion squad. And that Wolves team, it was not even 10% of our net worth and they don't spend as much in the market and they don't have the quality of players in the first 11 like we do but it was just role reversals in the game because these those players you know they had a philosophy bruno large knew what he was doing with his team the players knew on the field what they what they were expected to do everybody had his well defined role and was performing it to the nth level and uh, they were looking like a united team and we were looking like a non jointed sunday league team because we were just not good enough and this is not this is not a good sign at all and I know this is this episode is turning out to be a rant, but that game was one of the best one of the worst performances that I've seen in a United shirt all season long. And if this is what was expected to happen after Oliver Solskjaer, then I don't think there was any point in sacking Oliver Solskjaer because here we are, we bring in a manager with considerable amount of reputation who is considered a mad professor in Germany who is uh, considered by many as the father of modern football in Germany with all this pressing and all. And he has not been able to implement 1% of his philosophy in this team. This And this is just sad. What happens in the Aston Villa game then? Today, we have game against Aston Villa. And then, in a few days' time, we again face Aston, Aston Villa in the Premier League. This might be debut game for Philippe Coutinho, and this is an Aston Villa side managed by Steven Gerrard. So, what does what does this mean? What it means is United need to win this game at all costs and win this game convincingly. There is no other way because if we don't win this game, Premier League game against Aston Villa would be would be a very pressure environment. And uh, that is not something that I'm looking forward to. And anyways, this is an FA Cup game. We are only in three competitions right now. We have Champions League football, we have Premier League football, and we have the FA Cup. And uh, FA Cup is the only likely trophy in which maybe we can maybe, you know, reach the semi-final or so. Other than that, we're not gonna reach finals of the Champions League. We're not gonna win the Premier League. So this is the only competition where we can actually hope to reach the summit. So we need to win this game. We need to win this game convincingly so that it's them who are in pressure when we play them in the Premier League. It's them who think that you know they are the ones who should enter that game on the back foot and not us because right now in this game we'll be the one entering on the back foot because they already know that we have been beaten by wolves Our uh, you know media leaks are f- frequent right now and uh, players are under pressure so they would be willing to you know just chew us up and spit us out and we should not let that happen if we lose Two games in a row against a team managed by Steven Gerrard. That's a nightmare for United fans. And uh, nobody, no United fan can think of that. We just, it, it brings chills to the spine just thinking about that. So that just cannot happen. So we need to, we need to put our heads down. We need to focus on this game and we need to win this game convincingly there is no other way we need if we are playing this 4-2-2-2 formation i don't mind us playing this formation as long as we are putting in the work rate required for this formation we need to start with Dalo and Alex Tellers we can also start with Luke Shaw but if we start with Luke Shaw he needs to put in a lot of crosses for Ronaldo and Cavani to capitalize on that otherwise i'll just go with Tellers i want to Diogo Dallo and Teller starting. I want Varane and maybe just Phil Jones starting again because Maguire looks way short of confidence and Phil Jones was very good in that game. So, maybe start with Phil Jones again. If you want to then go with a double pivot, then go with a double pivot. Then, but do pressing. Press from the front. Win the ball high up the field and attack give Ronaldo and Cavani chance, get the ball early to them, so that they are not surrounded by defenders, give them the ball early so that they can, you know, do a step over or two and take a shot we need to do all that, we need to be on the front foot, we need to attack this game, attack, attack, attack that's all we need to do in this game and if we don't do that even if we win this game by a margin of 1-0, that's not gonna do any good for us, yeah, we'll go on to the next round of the FA Cup, but Aston Villa won't be threatened by us coming into the next game. And we need to put fear of us inside their dressing room before that Premier League game comes. And that can only happen when we beat them by a margin of two or three goals at least. We need to dominate this game. We need to press from the front. We need to scare them. We need to show them what United is and we need to show the fans what United is. That's how... The players will get informed. That's how everyone will start feeling the positive vibe again. Another thing that uh, I wanted to talk about is the situation of Donny van der Beek and Paul Pogba. So Paul Pogba was supposed to come into training by the turn of the year. First week of January or so but northern news has been coming out that he has you know, relapsed his injury again and uh, it might not be possible to him for him to start training again before the 4th or 5th of February. So, he might be available in time for the Champions League game, but not before that. And uh, that's not a good sign for me because, yeah, when Paul Pogba plays, we are open defensively. We give away a few more chances than we usually do. But what Paul gives us offensively is what we need, because when he is not in the midfield, we don't have an out ball to give to anyone. You know, we don't have a vision to create forward passes. We don't have someone who would, who would just lob a ball and find Ronaldo or Rashford or Greenwood. In the game against Wolves, till the time Bruno didn't come on. There was no one in the game who was creating anything for us. Bruno came on the second half and he missed the shot that he could score. And he should have scored. But that was it. But still Bruno was the only one who provided a bit of life in the game. And we need Bruno and Paul firing in the second half of the season. If we want to salvage something from this season. So I am pretty disappointed that Paul is injured for a month or so. It's not been at a good time, but if Paul is not playing, I want to see Donny van der Beek, I want to see him given a run of 5 or 6 games in a row. I mean, this, this guy was very highly rated in Europe when we signed him. And uh, people were talking like we, we have signed him as a replacement for either Bruno or Paul when any when either one of them is injured van der beek will come and play but right now Paul has been injured for past month and a half and donny van der beek hasn't got a sniff in the team before ralph ragne people were in the media were saying that oli just doesn't fancy van der beek but now it's been six or seven games under Ragnik and donny hasn't gone got a run of games again which means that even Ragnik is seeing something in in Donny that he's not liking and I just, I just can't agree with this because how bad can he be? How worse can he be from McTominay, Fred and Matic? How worse? Give this guy a run of 7, 8, 9 Premier League games. And see how bad he is. If he is actually as bad as he looks in the training to these guys, to these managers. Then the fans will come to see it as well. He'll he'll be bare naked in front of 80,000 screaming old Trafford fans. And then nobody would ask him to start again. But give him a run of games. Let him prove himself. And this is the time to do that. You can't play with McTominay and Matic in midfield. If you're going to play with Matic, then play with Matic and Donny. If you want to play with McTominay, then play with McTominay and Donny. That has to be your double pivot. Not McTominay and Matic and not Fred and McTominay and not Fred and Matic. One of those double pivot has to be a Donny van de Beek in the middle. If that happens and if he is given a run of games, I think this lad will prove a lot of people wrong. Because... He has the technique, he has the vision, he has the tenacity. He has everything that a good midfielder should have. And when he goes here, from here to other clubs, he will prove his worth. And we will realize that we had a gem in our hands and we never even gave him a chance. So I just want him to be given a run of games, a run of 10-12 games on the bounce, Without without worrying about his form Maybe even ignoring what he does on the pitch. Just give him that run of games. Just give him. Let him feel part of the team and his and his form will come and we'll have a good player in our hands. So, yeah. That is what this episode is all about. I know this has become a bit of a rant. But uh, last few months have not been good for United fans. And uh, if you're a United fan and you're listening to this, I feel for you. I feel for you because... We are the ones who have to watch every game and we see Arsenal dominating Manchester City and we see Tottenham playing well and we see City and Liverpool like the best teams in Europe. We see Chelsea coming out of their slump and starting to win again and with United the slump just never seems to end and this is sad and this is hurtful. But that's what we have to go, to go through because that's what life is and that's what football is. It comes in waves of crusts and troughs and right now we are in a trough and we have to navigate through this together as a fan base. So yeah, let's do that. Let's hope we have a good game today. Let's hope we press and attack and, you know, get a few applauds from the fans and the pundits alike. And if that happens, we'll have a joyful podcast episode the next time we talk to each other. And uh, hopefully, you've liked this episode as well. And hopefully, you like the content that I'm providing to you. Do follow me on Twitter with the handle Premier League Prism. Do like, share and subscribe this podcast. And uh, yeah, it's been amazing journey so far. You guys have been pouring in a lot of love. And please do continue to do so because this channel will only survive and thrive with your blessings so thanks everyone thanks for tuning in this this has been nishant it was a pleasure and bye bye mm-hmm.